Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we're going to get you ready for tonight's game against Texas A&M with some comments from Florida coach Mike White. We'll also bring you some comments from Florida coach Dan Mullen, who discussed where his roster is at heading into 2020, and if he feels like the Gators are ready to compete for a championship. And in the final segment, we'll discuss the latest addition to the Gators' 2021 recruiting class. He is a familiar name, and we'll discuss the impact and the significance of his pledge. But first, let's start out with tonight's game against Texas A&M. It will tip off at 8.30 p.m. on SEC Network. The Gators come into this game with a 14-9 record, 6-4 in the SEC. The Aggies are 511-11-5-5 in the SEC. We got some perspective on them yesterday from Cole Thompson. Now we're going to get some perspective on the Gators from Mike White, who met with the media on Tuesday to kind of discuss where his team is at as they look to regroup from Saturday's loss to Ole Miss. Tonight's game against the Aggies will be the first time that Florida's traveled to College Station in more than two years. The last time that they were there was January 2018, and the Gators came back home with a win against the Texas A&M team that was ranked number 11 in the country at the time, and Florida hit 18 three-pointers in that game, led by Kayvon Allen and Noah Locke. Locke has a chance to continue history tonight. If he can make another three-pointer, that'll be 22 consecutive games, which will move him into UF's all-time top 10 and match Lee Humphrey's 22-game streak. That's one of the things that's been going well for Florida, but there's a lot that's been going bad. Mike White discussed Tuesday the problems that popped up in Oxford and how they weren't new problems for this group, but more of the same. A lot of the same. I thought our defensive intensity was pretty good, honestly. I thought Brian Tyree was fantastic, um, and I think he would have hit a lot of those same shots against most other teams. Um, offensively erratic with our decisions, 15 turnovers, many of which were uncharacteristic as of late, the way that we've been playing lately. Um, I thought we became a little disjointed when we hit adversity, as we have several times this year. Um, got very emotional um, as you look at the film. And you just, some of it you see live, but more you see on film as you go back and study it. Uh, the body language at, at, at times, the lack of uh, positivity, the abundance of woe was me, shrugging my shoulders, I was open, you didn't throw me the ball. Um, the world is ending because he just hit a shot on me. Just. The way that we ride that emotional roller coaster, the immaturity uh, uh, that, that we display at times is not the right recipe. It's not. And that's why this team can play really, really well in spurts and can fall apart in spurts. Um, we've had two of the greatest comebacks, you know, that, that, that I've seen here, you know, um, that I've seen, period. And uh, when we're playing out of desperation and we're all locked in and our backs are against the wall and this is our only way out and we're connected, we play well. Uh, we're, we're looking, we're, we're trying to figure out how to do that for 40, <laughs> heck, even, even 35, you know. Um, that's what we're looking for. 
Now, Florida coach Mike White has been very critical of his team in recent weeks as the losses have mounted. He's challenged where they're at mentally. He's called them immature. And he admits that it has been a roller coaster trying to coach this team. And he also says that trying to find ways to get through to these players is one of the most challenging things that he's ever had to deal with as a head coach. By a landslide, yeah. Um, and still haven't found the answers. But we're going to continue searching. You know, we've got a really good group of guys. Good guys that will come in today with a great attitude and, and they'll be willing to work and, and ready to go. Um, we've just, the, the immaturities um, have to decrease. The, the amount of emotional moments have to decrease. Uh, our level of consistency and, and stability, mental toughness have to dramatically increase for this team to max out. And um, if it doesn't, it's not going to happen. It's just not. If um, if we got a guy open in the corner and his team doesn't throw it to him and we throw a temper tantrum, um, it doesn't allow us to move on to the next play in transition defense and get a stop and defend without fouling and have five guys blocking out and pursuing the basketball with two hands. We, we, we just get into these... Um, these immature moments um, and, and some of it is for obvious reasons of course um, but it, it, that can't be an excuse we, you know we, we've got to grow up Bert Bree and Tyree hits a couple hard shots on us the crowd goes crazy and then we get out of character offensively and we try to do something that we haven't done in a few games uh, run down the paint with your head down jump up in the air and, and throw it in the, in the stands uh, that that's not a good recipe uh, we, we've got to stay the course um, we've got to be more connected. You know, we have we have certain um, we, we've got a certain level of, uh, of of leadership at times that I think is really productive, and then we have times where uh, we've got some guys on the court that uh, struggle to communicate with one another because of sensitivities, uh, because I don't like the way that he talked to me, um, and that's just putting it out there. That's that's what that we've been we've been dealing with this more so than offense and defense in the past six weeks. Um, and we've had, you know, we, we have our bright spots where you see, where you have a practice or you have a half where we're pretty connected. You got to be connected in basketball, especially the five guys on the court. And you, you got to be connected offensively and then you got to be connected defensively. You got to be connected on the glass. And uh, that's what we're searching for. Because I, I, I think that's most important with this team. Now, Mike White just isn't pointing the fingers at his players. He's also had to look himself in the mirror, evaluate his staff, and see exactly where they're coming up short from a game-planning standpoint and coaching these guys up. And he said it's something that they're constantly doing throughout the year as they look for areas that they can improve on, both offensively and defensively. Analytics play a huge part into that, and Mike White is trying to find answers as the Gators get ready for another road test tonight against Texas A&M. You're talking offense, defense. You're re-examining everything you're doing. Uh, we're going to A and M. They're terrific defensively. Uh, most of the offensive conversation is what what positions can we put these guys in? Uh, what when this lineup is in? Do we like this? Do we like that? Uh, could should we consider changing this to that? Um, the amount of threes attempted, the amount of post touches we're getting. Uh, the amount of dribbles we're taking, our spacing, all, all that stuff. You know, we're we're studying numbers. Um, defensively, uh, probably uh, just as closely, really all season. Um, 
you know, we've got some deficiencies. The way we've defended the three this year has been our biggest defensive deficiency. Uh, and as of late, transition defense has 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 taken a step back. Uh, again, though, I do like our intensity level the last two. I, I think that our approach going into these last two, we played very hard defensively, and that gives you a chance to have some success. Um, offensively, we uh, going back to Oxford. I, I, I hate saying this, but I'm just gonna you know just I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, we had some looks, man. We, we had. And that's not every game. Every game you struggle offensively, you can't say, well, we, you know, we just got to make our open shots. Uh, we had some looks in Oxford that uh, we've, we've got to make a few of those. Uh, and, and we've been shooting it really well in lead play, of course, heading into that one. Uh, but the turnovers were, were the bigger offensive issue there. We spoke yesterday with Cole Thompson from Locked On Aggies. About the matchup with Buzz Williams and Kerry Blackshear Jr., the former Virginia Tech coach and star player who are now matched up in the SEC with both teams really needing a win. And now the history that they have together, how that could play into this matchup. Here's what Mike White had to say about the first year Texas A&M coach and the challenges of going against him. Well, they're a different team from a personnel standpoint. I think that they're, they've got some similarities um, offensively. I think they both like to attack the paint. Both staffs run good stuff like every team in our league does. Defensively, I think they're very different. I think this A&M program right now, at least, extends more, uh, pressures more. Uh, they're very athletic. They play really hard. Billy's teams did too, of course. But um, I think their ability to turn you over and block shots on the interior, being more disruptive. Um, <clears throat> I think that's the biggest change in how both teams are, are playing from last year to this year. When we come back from this first break, we'll discuss where Florida's football roster is at heading into 2020 with some comments from Coach Dan Mullen. You're listening to Locked on Gators, your team every day. Welcome back into the show. The Gators have wrapped up their 2020 recruiting class, although there still could be a few additions in the coming weeks with guys like Mark Britt, Leonard Manuel, and maybe even Zach Evans. But right now, Florida's roster is in a good place. Their numbers are up. They have depth at some of the most critical positions, such as line of scrimmage. And right now, when you look at where they're at from a scholarship standpoint, they're actually over the 85-man limit at 87 right now. Certainly, there could still be some attrition moving forward with transfers or if a guy like Britt or Emmanuel do not end up in the class. But based on what the Gators have now, after two years of recruiting, two years of development with Dan Mullen's staff and Nick Savage's staff, Mullen feels like he truly has an SEC roster now that can compete for a championship in this league. I think one of the things to try to do is get the balance back within the roster, you know, which is always going to be a little bit fluctuating with guys, you know, with, you know, with the world of transfers today, with guys leaving early to the NFL and that. But you want to be able to get where, honestly, in this in the 21 recruiting class, which we're meeting on, you know, when, like, your complete shift is 100% that, which – be honest, 90% of it's been that for a while too, but in the 22 class, you want to get to the point now where you are like kind of recruiting a team. You know, you have that balance. You know, you're recruiting a quarterback, a running back, a tight end, a couple wide, three wide receivers, four O linemen, you know, uh, four D linemen, an outside backer, two inside backers, five DBs. You know, you kind of recruit that roster and that balance all the way through the program. And I think we're getting closer to, to doing that, you know, kind of recruiting a, a, a team each year. 
Now, even though Mullen likes where his roster is at from a numbers standpoint, you're always looking to get better. You're always monitoring the transfer portal. You're looking at potential grad transfers out there. In Florida, if they do not get Britt or Manuel or have some current players leave the team, that might open up a spot for them to explore in the spring. And Mullen was asked about that last week at signing day and if he's maybe holding a couple spots for some graduate transfers or guys that may pop up in the portal. And here's what he had to say about that and the process that he and his staff go through to identify those potential needs. Uh, I don't know how many spots we've held, but, I, you know, in today's world, there, you know, I, a couple years ago, you know, if a guy transferred, it was a little bit bigger deal than it is now. Uh, you know, and, and you look at, at, at some of our guys. I mean, we, we had two great players transfer in December out of our program uh, who, you know, I mean, both played significant playmakers for us but are going into their final year of football. So, you, you know, you sit down with them and you can – you understand years ago that probably, you know, even up to three or four years ago, that probably wouldn't have been the case. Those guys would have, you know, stuck it out, finished the program, uh, finished with your program. So um, there's always going to be that possibility for another spot or two coming up uh, that will create. And there might be some openings that get created within our team. You know, some of it is when you look at the roster, if, what we'll do is you have to look at the roster and look at a gap if there's any gaps in the roster and say, okay, that would be somewhere we would consider a transfer. You know, hey, we – we, we don't have any sophomore this positions. So if a transfer came open, that would be something we'd consider. Or, hey, you know, we're, we, we feel good, but we, we, you know, a grad transfer would help us at this spot. Then you'd consider a grad transfer as kind of a one-year player type of deal. You know, or you get a two-year grad transfer like we did with Adam Schuler. You know, we've, uh, I, I think part of it is I think we've had a lot of success with our transfers. I think part of it is we vet, we do our homework, and we don't just bring guys in just to fill like depth to be like the backup or whatever, a, a backup player as a transfer. Our guys that come in, and we're bringing them in to make an impact on the team. And that's why we've had success. And I think that's why guys probably, when they look at it, if we go after them as a transfer, that we're a very attractive option. Now, for the second consecutive year, the Gators have signed a top 10 recruiting class and are already in great shape for 2021. They have the number two class in the country, and they also finish in the top 10 on the field for the second year in a row. They'll be a preseason top 10 team, but heading into 2020, now it's time for Dan Mullen and this program to take the next step. And he's not shying away from it, knowing that the Gators were round number nine, number eight with their class in 2019. Then they moved up to seven with their 2020 class. They finished number six nationally following the 2019 season. So what's the next step for 2020? Well, you might say top five, but Mullen is looking to go a little bit higher than that. You know, I, I think for us, we, you know, within the program, it, it's hard to say. I, I, I think we want to develop a consistent winner. Uh, we've done that for two years. We want to continue to develop consistent winners. And if you do that, um, you consistently win, you have the opportunity to win championships. Uh, and, you know, whether this is the year or not, we'll find out. You know, an awful lot goes into it, uh, into, into whether or not you're, especially in this league, you know, uh, and the talent of teams and the depth of teams in this league. And so this league's always a challenge that way. So there's a lot of things that go into whether you're going to compete. One, obviously, you got to have talent. It's got to line up. You have to have great leadership within your program. You have to stay healthy. Health on a team is a major impact. You know, I, you, you tell me if the two teams played for a national championship, if their quarterbacks went down in game two, would they have been playing in the national championship? If they lost their quarterback for the year in game two like we did? 
would they have been playing in the national championship games? Was two or three? Game three. I don't know. So health obviously comes into it. Some, some in this league scheduling gets into it a little bit, and so as it aligns for you. But what what you want to be if you are a consistent winner, you're used to winning consistently, playing in big games, being a top ten team consistently. Uh, as it aligns on your year and things are going right, you hit it, you have the opportunity to go win a championship in this league. And so uh, I think we're establishing being a consistent winner and maybe it'll align right for us this year that we get to go compete for that championship. When we come back from this last break, we'll touch on that 2021 recruiting class in the latest edition for Florida. You're listening to Locked on Gators, your team every day. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Gators is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Gator fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Gator fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back into the show. We already talked about Florida's 2021 class once this week as Tyreek Sapp was rated a five-star prospect by Rivals.com. Well, on Tuesday, the Gators got a new addition to their 2021 class, and it's a familiar name as Trevante Rucker, the four-star wide receiver out of Ocala Vanguard, has decided to commit to UF once again. Now, he was a part of this class last year, but decided in May to reopen his recruitment and see what some of his other options are. Florida State, Penn State, some of the schools that really came after him. But all along, he maintained a relationship with the Florida coaching staff. And being from Ocala, Florida, he's nearby to campus. He was able to go to several games last season. And the Gators always remained in the mix with his recruitment. And it paid off Tuesday as he's decided to shut down his recruitment and be a Gator once and for all. And this is a big addition for Florida's class because with that, they now have 11 pledges which leads the country. There's no other school that has as many as Florida at this point in the process. The second most team is Ohio State with 10 pledges. And when you look at what the Gators have been able to do from an offensive and defensive standpoint, it speaks to the fact that Dan Mullen and his assistants and recruiting staffers have now firmly established themselves in the state of Florida. They've caught up with all the other staffs around the country in terms of the recruiting cycles and building relationships two to three years in advance. And now it's paying dividends by being able to lock up these prospects ahead of time and much sooner than some of their other schools that they're competing against. And with the commitment of Rucker, it strengthens Florida's number two ranking on Rivals.com. But more importantly, it puts them in great shape at Vanguard High School. Not only does it help them with the commitment of Leonard Manuel, who, remember, is still considering some other options as he looks to make a final decision on April 1st. These two guys are very close friends. They're former teammates. They played together at Vanguard. And now that Rucker has once again decided to be a Gator, that might have some influence on Manuel's decision. 
I think these guys would like to play together in college if they could. And at least right now, it looks like Florida is going to be that destination. Rucker's commitment is also significant because of his teammate at Vanguard High School, former Florida commit Bryce Langston. He's one of the top defensive linemen in the class of 2021. 24-7 Sports has him rated as the nation's number one weak side defensive end and the number 11 player in the country. So Langston is a big time target for Florida right out of their own backyard. And again, he was once part of this 2021 class along with Rucker, and he was committed at the same time as Manuel when he was at Vanguard High School. So the fact that Rucker has decided to rejoin this class, the fact that Manuel is still on board, that's only going to help the Gators' chances. A lot of recruiting analysts have already assumed that Langston could end up back in Florida's class, and this just makes that much more likely. And Florida wide receivers coach Billy Gonzalez and linebackers coach Christian Robinson credited with the commitment of Rucker Billy Gonzalez, obviously his future position coach, and Robinson is his area recruiter. Here's what Rucker's told GatorsTerritory.com about his relationship with both Gonzalez and Robinson. Rucker saying, me and Coach Gonzalez were cool. He tells me everything. He tells me every day he wants to be a Gator and we've got a good relationship. Me and Coach Robinson, he's been down since my freshman year. He came and offered me. Our relationship has gotten stronger and much better. We've gotten to the point where we know each other. So credit to those guys for getting Rucker back on board. This is a big pledge for Florida and obviously could have some significance because of his teammates from Vanguard High School. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked On Gators on today's show. We got you ready for tonight's matchup against Texas A&M with some comments from Mike White. We also broke down Florida's roster heading into 2020 with some thoughts from Dan Mullen. And we discussed the new commitment for the class of 2021 four-star wide receiver Trevante Rucker. On tomorrow's show, we'll recap the Florida-Texas A&M game with Graham Hall from the Gainesville Sun. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked On Gators, your team every day.